0: This is Money's dreadful
1: presents, presents Down, down
2: the down rabbit, hole, rabbit Hole,
1: the Paranormal, the paranormal and, beyond. and Beyond. This week, Ian picked Haunted Lighthouses.
2: Haunted Lighthouses. Right,
1: but before mm-hmm. we start, Ian, I need to know what happened with the piano. Because last <coughs> week we were talking about the piano, or two weeks ago, because now, if people don't know too, we should mention, we're once a month until September, because you know, it's nice outside and I know we can't really go anywhere, but we can pretend, right? We can Mm -hmm. pretend. Exactly. uh, Wednesday of every month is the show until September. Mm -hmm. That being said, Ian, tell us about the haunted piano that we discussed two weeks ago. Ian got himself a haunted piano yes
0: it's this so we're gonna tell you I'm, I'm dying to hear about this yeah Do
2: tell well, me? uh we did our first investigation of it um hope we had our fingers crossed hoping that you know you'd hit the gold mine of actually seeing the keys play or hearing them play um <laughs> that didn't happen that would be awesome uh, wouldn't it well, that's that would be awesome and one day one day um because they knew you were. We that's it, You know, we can focus intensely on this mm-hmm. piano anytime we want. But what we did capture is um, on our night vision camera, I got some kind of anomaly floating down interesting. Across oh across in front of the piano.
0: Like an orb or like
2: it, a, no, a it, dark was, shadow. it was um, well, it was sort of orb material, but it wasn't a circular orb like you you traditionally see in photographs and everything right. it was more okay. of a, an oblong shape
0: oh okay
2: that um
0: so you couldn't sort of make out any height or size or no anything it was just a movement this misty thing that transparent that, movement that came
2: down in front of the piano yeah
0: and was that recorded on camera? Or I got it. Yeah. Able to... Oh wow, that's fantastic! I oh, wow. I can't wait to see that. Is that something yeah. you're putting up on your Facebook group?
2: Yeah, I'll get a uh, I'll get a link up later. And oh, uh, okay, cool. I want
0: to see that. That that sounds pretty wild. I can't but, wait um, to see that. I think we need to do a whole show on it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we
2: did. Just um, a
0: Couple yeah. of investigations under his belt. There. We yeah. Can we can do
2: yeah. it well show. that'll take a while That's because fun. we yeah. we investigated for a couple of hours uh that mm-hmm. evening oh. but between our our video cameras our digital audio recorders we've got between the two of us you combine all this footage and we let our recorders run all night oh nice hoping to maybe get something at night and so we ended up with like between the two of us like twenty-six hours of footage that we have to go through.
0: Right. That's great. <laughs> so it's it, it's a really tedious well.
2: process that's gonna take a while. But, mm-hmm.
0: but it's still great that you were able to go and do that. So where was this where was this piano? It's, where is it? At is it's it
2: oh, it's here it's here at my house.
0: at your, your house. Yeah. So have you found that any activity has increased since it's been in your building?
2: At the house, yes. Um, oh, as I say you know we haven't heard the piano play by itself or anything like that yet yeah uh, fingers crossed but yeah. yes activity around here has just skyrocketed how, since how cool we've obtained the piano objects have moved mm-hmm. you can feel you can feel an energy shift in the yeah in the house around the piano it's uh, that yeah there's, there's with definitely. You as well.
0: I think Zika, when you bring in objects, I say to you, I, I don't know how you do it sometimes. <laughs> so well, I know what happens? I'm just I, I, I mean, I have, yeah. I
1: have stuff that's purported to be haunted in my house. Mm-hmm. They don't; they're not active in my house because they are not allowed to be. Right? There's like a firm rule in this house that uh, you can come <laughs> in, you can stay, but you don't you don't play. <laughs> Well, (laughs) Ian wants
0: his piano to play.
2: (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: That's what we're looking for.
0: In his house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, okay, we'll send it all to
1: Ian's house. (laughs) (laughs) Because because as we know, things can move around,
0: they don't have to stay necessarily (laughs) where they are. Well, my theory is that they're just sort of tied, you know, or emotionally attached to that item in life. You know, maybe somebody learned how to play the piano on that piano and practiced on it every single day. They have that sort of human connection to it. And when they pass, there's still some of that residue, you know, that paranormal energy left. That residual energy there. It's pretty cool. What we
2: believe is um, this is the original owner of the piano who has come with it. Oh, wow. And we know know what his name is. (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, we know what his name is mm-hmm. because it's actually penciled on the side of one of the keys. Oh
0: nice. Ooh. That's so we
2: are we have no proof that that this is the energy that's come with it but we're just assuming at this point. That it makes makes sense to us and just don't
1: don't tell me anything because once the pandemic thing is all gone i'd like to come over i've actually been around the piano i've played that piano before um okay i i can honestly say that at that time i didn't pick up on anything but that doesn't mean anything because it was in a weird museum environment and it was just it was kind of awkward where it was and so right you know and at that time i had my kids with me and everything they were much younger um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would like to just see if I pick up on anything, you know, get any names, yeah. get any, anybody chatting in my ear as they so frequently like to do.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, just to see, but very cool. So, okay. So let's launch into our lighthouse show. Lighthouse. Lighthouses. Lighthouses. I've got two that I want to talk about. Okay. Right. Me too. Um, yeah. I've and, got a couple. Yeah. I can guarantee that you guys aren't talking about them this time. Ian and I, the last show for <laughs> Ireland, yeah. we both picked Hellfire Club <laughs> without telling each other. It was like, oh, <laughs>
0: oh no! So it became the
2: Hellfire Club show. Yeah. yeah how
0: about that? <laughs> 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 We're sounding all the fun. Well, let's face it, it was pretty interesting
1: anyway, right? And we did we did kind of branch out and go other places, but uh the Hellfire Club was kind of a cool one so who wants to start Who wants to talk about their haunted lighthouses
2: well rachel you go ahead because no, you've been you away for been so long all Let's, right uh, you, yeah you no okay track. then
0: so yeah. Okay. So there's two where I used to live in Devon. Uh, I used to live in Torquay, which is where our hotel was based. It was a seaside town. Um, and there was a lighthouse that was very local to us. Um, on, And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Brixham. It, uh, yes, I know Brixham oh you do oh that's awesome okay that's My even more stepdad's exciting from devon right so right yes your stepdad's from exeter yes, and that's not too far away from brixham no. he's been on um, right on the harbor um of brixham and the brixham marina Mm-hmm. Um, as a teenager, we used to sort of get on the touristy boats or work work for the touristy boats. Um, there was a lot of, of tourism, you know, from everybody coming from London or Birmingham. Um, and but Brixham Lighthouse uh, and Berry Head Lighthouse were the two that I want to mention. Um, they, I don't have any like official reports of these being haunted, but I have like locals saying things like, such as, you know, somebody was, um you know strangled there and found dead and there's been sort of issues ever since um you know a sighting of of uh, a lighthouse keeper of a a shadow of a lighthouse keeper at the top and they say if i mean they used to you know as teenagers we'd tease each other and say you know if you look up and stare at the lighthouse you'll see that shadow of this guy in his you know hat you know uh he used to wear this big sort of hat on his head that, you know, going around the lighthouse, you know, um, doing funny. his rounds. I'm yeah,
1: touch on that because I that's not sure first I've heard that. So not okay. that my
0: story has it, but I have heard that before. Well, hats. Yeah, they wore. Yeah, the big the big hat, the big sort of yellowish hats, I guess. And the, the they obviously the, the protective coats to, to stay warm. Nor'easters here oh North okay, okay. The southwesters if you're down the oh, okay
1: like a raincoat with a big yeah rain.
2: the captain the highliner raincoat, raincoat.
1: yes yeah. the nor'easter it's known as the nor'easter i
0: hear that it is quite you know isolating out there in these lighthouses they're all you know obviously they're, they're very far out um and they you know that they everything rests on these lighthouses doing their jobs. Bricks and Lighthouse is actually, and Head Lighthouse has actually been updated. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like originally built in 1906, um, but now it's been updated so that it can, in 2019, it was converted to be lead operated. Um, So now it's apparently the recordly the shortest lighthouse in Great Britain, Britain, um, but also one of the highest uh, being only, yeah, yeah, it's quite short. So uh, that's the Berry Head Lighthouse, is much shorter than the Brixham Lighthouse. Okay. Um, the two different uh, lighthouses that are very sort of close together. Um, but you can see it uh, out on the marina. I've been there myself and I can see this thing going. You know, you just see it out there, the light going. Um, and, you know, you, you've heard tales of it. So. I, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's one of those things that's very much part of the community. Um, uh, I, I definitely think with the lighthouse keepers, they get very attached to these um, jobs the, and live in, you know, those, right. those that live in their cottage. You know, I, I heard that some lighthouses come with a house um, or some type of living quarters right there at the lighthouse. Uh, and, you know, some problems can occur from that. <coughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, I have, I'll be happy to provide the links yeah, if you need me to on, on that one. But sorry, I'm sorry, And what was that?
2: I say uh, some of the lighthouse keepers even had their families with them.
0: Yes. So it yes. wasn't
2: just a solo job for them by themselves. That
0: Right. That well, provided. I heard it can be very isolating. You know, yeah. they could go a little insane because back then they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have that um, mm-hmm. outside communication with everybody. Um, it was quite an isolating job, and obviously one mess up and people were dead. <laughs> so, yeah interesting. yeah, and that and that's sort of the thing right. I
1: mean, lighthouses, I think, come with their own <laughs> special kind of uh, energy, you know energy, right? Yeah. They, they have an a interesting job that they they do. But, you know, some of these lighthouses are indeed incredibly remote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I guess if you had a family, if you could take it with you, but a lot of times too, these were just, you know, lone people looking after these lighthouses on their own on these rocky shorelines or out on these islands. And it would have been a very, uh, you know, sort of life in solitude, right? You would have. Then uh been
0: I have I have heard that lighthouses seem to be a, a source for that um, paranormal activity. Um, and I, I would love to do a paranormal investigation right inside one. I think that's right up my street. Um, I've seen a couple of, uh, I've seen footage of paranormal investigation where the investigators looking down the steps, the spiral stairs of a lighthouse and you can see somebody like a shadow just running down the staircase with his hand on the staircase as he's running as he's running down it. I was like, my goodness, that is creepy. You know, that's um, it's like they're still doing their jobs.
1: Yeah. And that's an interesting thing, right, about lighthouses. I mean, you know, there there is a certain spooky, eerie sort of feel to them to begin with, even if they're bright and cheery and white with red roofs and, you know, all of these things. They are still so desolate for the most part, like they really yeah. are in locations that are very desolate. But yeah. And and those lighthouses that you're speaking of, I've not seen them personally. Oh, but, OK. Uh, you know, my dad has mentioned a number of lighthouses along the. the uh, oh, yes, there's a few. Devin. Yeah. Before of, of some crazy sort of, you know, stories attached to them and, and ghostly mm-hmm. sightings and even ghost ships yes around the lighthouses themselves too so yeah interesting interesting ian what are you talking about
2: okay well as i say i've got a i've got a couple but um, the one i'm going to start with is actually in our neighborhood here in southern ontario and it's called the gibraltar point lighthouse hanlon's point oh okay is um, (laughs) located on hanlon's point
1: oh have you Yes, yeah. but I wasn't even going to talk about
2: it. But yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so this this lighthouse is located on um, Toronto Island, and yeah, uh, technically
1: Hamlin's um, Point, I believe.
2: Yeah, on uh, Lake Ontario, and this lighthouse today, even though it's not operational anymore, is the oldest existing lighthouse on the all of the Great Lakes.
0: When was it oh, built? Wow, how cool oh, wow. is that?
2: Um, it date. Dates back to just before the War of 1812. Oh, wow. That is
0: really old. that
1: actual building? Because I thought it was rebuilt sometime in about 1840.
2: That was, um, they did do some construction, but the original Mm -hmm. lighthouse itself was um, just before the War of 1812.
0: Interesting. I did not
2: um, remember. And the very first lighthouse keeper um, and he's the one who is said to haunt this yes. lighthouse today. Yes,
1: and I can uh, attest that there is definitely somebody there.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. I've heard. I've Another heard, place
0: that needs a paranormal investigation. That, I that wonder I if they'd let us in. I haven't been there
2: myself, but that's on my list one day of places to go. Yes. So the very first lighthouse keeper, his name was John Radel Mueller. Radel Mueller.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And, um, as I say, very first uh, keeper of the of the light there. And during the War of 1812, he made his own barrels of beer, obviously, as they all did, because you didn't just mm-hmm. go off to the beer store to go and buy right. your beer. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the ghost story, um, and I don't know whether there's any truth to this or not. But the story um, and then subsequent hauntings, which are still reported today, and Sika, you may be able to shed some light on this, um, is that soldiers from Fort York, there in Toronto, paid uh, this guy a visit because they wanted his beer. Right. And they refused to give them any. And so the story goes is that they murdered this guy for his beer they oh they they hacked up the body um dismembered it and um i've heard that there's actually been evidence as i say i, I don't know i don't know but i've right. heard there's been evidence that there was like a jawbone found uh, oh, there no. coffin hear. so that's uh, that's the ghost story that i've heard um mm-hmm. related to that lighthouse
1: Yeah, it's an interesting spot. I mean, let's face it, originally that wasn't islands, right? It was just a spit of land that came out and you could have walked all the way around the Crescent by Cherry Beach, come out and walked across to Hanlon's Point. It would have taken you, you know, from where they were, where where Fort York is to walk that distance, I would suspect would have taken you the better part of an hour, maybe more to get around there. Right, but uh, it it became islands later when they were trying to break it up to uh, allow more water flow in and out and to be able to uh, create the break walls, and that's for the boat marinas and all of that, right? So that used to be a spit of land, but yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard the story of the murder, of course, when we went to uh, Hanlon's Point years and years ago. I was a teenager and the first time I went over there. Um, there was no nude beach over there. There. Yeah, nothing. Then it was just it was a little spot um, on the islands that you could take that um, that monorail train thing that you know those those, like zoo buggy mobile things. Mm -hmm. They used to have one from center from Center Island, and you could go out and go there. So as teenagers, sometimes we would go out there and hang out at the beach for a bit and that. But um, they did do tours for a while, and I don't know if they're still ongoing of the lighthouse, you could go take a tour. And it was pretty much the historical, the historical side of it. Um, I don't even remember any ghosts being talked about at that point, uh, but I've been there on my, on my own. <laughs> Not necessarily on my own with other people, but um, we went and we took some, some stuff with us and we went and we kind of did a little investigation and at the time, um, my friend, my other friend knew one of the tour people. And so we were able to go only into the bottom, into the, the lower part of the lighthouse. We were not allowed to go up the stairs or anything. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely got some, some weird vibes happening in there. We didn't get to stay long enough to really do an investigation per se. Um, we did kind of hang around and do it on the perimeter and in the area. But um, it's got a, it's got an odd energy to it. I don't want to say that it's a negative energy. It's more of a, it's, it's odd. It's, you know, sometimes when you walk into something and, and Rachel, you'll, you'll be able to sort of get where I'm going with this and you know where you just can't put your finger on what it is. It's just like, oh yeah, just know there's there's something. something on here, right? It's like. It doesn't feel negative. You're not afraid of it. You don't feel like you should run or right? You're, a, you're like, aware. You're aware, just, right? But yeah, you know, it's it's a definite vibe there. And I, I got that vibe when I visited. And it's it's a cool spot though. And it's still oh, it's yes. really pretty there. And you know, I think that they're getting a little bit more leery of just randomly allowing a lot of people over there now because you have the houses and everything on the other part of the island and people yeah. live there year-round and so you know i think that the lighthouse now is probably more of a tourist attraction than anything ah. right it's it's definitely geared to being more of a tourist attraction but it is a cool spot
0: definitely mm. and it, you know you really
1: kind of feel isolated when you're out there if there's not a
0: wow. on the beach <laughs> I bet I bet it does in the winter when it's cold and the season's gone. Yeah, probably. I mean, I have it be been very isolating. Yeah. The
1: islands, really, in the wintertime. You know, the, the residents are sort of stuck yeah. there in the wintertime as well. So, crazy. Yeah. So, what's your other lighthouse,
2: Ian? <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, another one I've got here is called Execution Rocks Lighthouse. And this is located in Long Island Sound, mm-hmm. uh, just a stone's throw away from New York City. And um, again, this site dates back to forever, um, the, the American Revolutionary War. Okay. And oh, it's, right. And it's just this chunk of rock that just sits there in the middle of Long Island Sound. And there were many, many shipwrecks. Um, resulting from this rock before the lighthouse had been built and um, during the revolutionary war um, leading into why perhaps uh, this location is haunted um, the um, the um, the revolutionary soldiers would take prisoners and they would take them out to the you know, what would be called execution rocks. And they would chain these prisoners up onto the rocks. And these prisoners would drown when the high tide came up.
1: Because Uh. we forget that that's actually the Atlantic Ocean there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Uh. um, so that's uh, that's the ancient past of it. Um, More recently, um, in the early 1900s, there was um, a guy named Carl Panzram, who was, was also known as <laughs> hmm?
1: a pirate in pink pants from Penzance?
2: Uh Well, I don't know if he was in pink pants, but he was a pirate and he was also a uh, serial killer. Awesome. And but he, he was known, <laughs> he was known by the name of Captain John O'Leary oh.
0: uh,
2: as an alias Yes. And this guy, he would sail up and down Long Island Sound, and he was accused of I, I've got a list, very nasty list here of what this guy was accused of. Murder, okay. arson, battery, robbery, burglary, vandalism, and rape. Everything. Yep. Everything. He was accused of over one hundred. Suspected murders. Um, when he was caught, he confessed to 21 of them, five of which have actually been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and gosh. what he would do is, after he murdered all these people, he would take their bodies out to the Execution oh, wow. Rock site to dispose of the bodies. Oh, so I you've see. got all of this residual, at the very least. Residual haunted energy surrounding this location.
1: Sounds like a fun spot. I need to go visit. Yeah, I mean, it's not everything. A lighthouse, murders, pirates. Not that I know anything pirates. about pirates. <laughs> 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 that's funny. It's a whole different show. But, uh, <laughs> God, I, yeah, that's a definite. But you know, when mm-hmm. this COVID thing's gone, like we we just gotta you know have create an a, a an adventure pack and we'll just go and investigate all these places, right? That would be pretty fun. Oh, yeah.
0: And we have quite and a few in be. England to see. Yes, yep. yes. And hopefully- I, I know I you wanted to see my hotel that I keep talking about. I know, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> well, The
1: best part is once I get my citizenship, my UK citizenship, then I'm
0: good. That's I exciting. Can, I can walk in your ex-haunted hotel. <laughs> yeah, you will. You, yeah, you'll sense it. You can't miss it. <laughs> Unless they will hide for you because it's you, and, and you'll think I'm making it up. <laughs> oh. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> they will not, not hide,
0: hide from you. you. They find me. They find me. Oh yeah. They they haven't failed to disappoint yet. That's for sure. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. So I have
1: two lighthouses, both local to me here. Okay um interestingly enough one of them is the one behind me oh cool so that one behind me is known as the Mohawk Island Lighthouse and it's in Haldeman County technically it's about a 20 minute drive from my house down the shore it's one of my favorite places to go and visit and mm-hmm. I say this because this is on an island. So you can't get to it unless you're in a boat. Oh, right. Also okay. got nothing left of it. Essentially, the wooden top is missing. The staircase was removed. And you can visit it from September the 1st until March 31st. So I'm not really sure how you're going to get out there in the winter time on Lake Erie. But and I shall point out both of these lighthouses are in Lake Erie. Um, but so uh, do they have to sort of withstand some
0: harsh weather conditions
1: then. Yes, this one yeah. was originally built in 1838. And again, because there were so many shipwrecks on Lake Erie, and especially coming towards where I live, which is in Port Colborne, but also Gravelly Bay, called Gravelly Bay for a reason it's full of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> But they erected this lighthouse um, some distance down the waterfront from Port Colborne, and then they erected a lighthouse at a place called Port, or Point, my mistake, Point Abino, or Abino, or however you want to say it. Um, We say Point Abino. It was named after a Jesuit priest who was there in the 1700s. He found this fascinating land that juts out into the lake about two kilometers long Mm -hmm. and uh, it was beautiful sandy sort of sand dunes and all and so he actually found an indigenous there were indigenous people living there Mm -hmm. uh in this location at the time and so he sort of spent some time there and that but it's now weirdly enough in the Victorian era the entire point was purchased by a buffalo businessman who was a wealthy buffalo businessman and turned it into a private beach and cottage area okay. so it's still like that today oh okay it's a community you can't just drive into it um to go to the one lighthouse not this one to go to the the, uh, point avenue lighthouse you have to you have to go only in with the lighthouse um i guess it's the lighthouse appreciation group and they have a, a shuttle bus so jumping back to that we'll go back to port avenue but this one here mohawk bay between uh march 31st and september it's a bird sanctuary oh wow Right, so there's all kinds of cormorants This is still in use, and, and yeah, and you know, I just call them shithawks, really, because it's all kinds of poopy birds that <laughs> uh, inhabit the island. It gets covered. Oh yeah, um, it's but there's there's I think there's like cormorant and there's different kinds of gulls and terns and different things that that actually build their nests there. And so it's a hatchery of sorts. So it's considered protected. So you can't go out and you can't walk all over it and you can't do all these things during that time. But after that, you can certainly visit it, have a picnic there. You can swim there, you can boat, you can fish. You just can't use any lead sinkers or, or any lead leader lines there because it is considered a bird sanctuary. So they don't want birds ingesting lead pellets and things. Um but it's a really kind of cool creepy old lighthouse. Now the only way you can see this lighthouse though is there's one road to get to where you can see it. Okay. And it's a road that you would never normally say, "Oh, let's just turn here and go down." Except one day we were out for a drive and I said, "Let's just turn and <laughs> yeah, found it. Found this random See where it goes. That's um, awesome. I that sometimes, right? I just want yes. to see where something happens. And it says dead end on it, right? So I'm like, where does this go? So we drove down this very small, what I would consider more of a laneway, because you can barely pass two cars on it. And there's a very tiny cottage community on the shoreline. Except the shoreline here is a hundred feet up. So like in England, like broad stairs, mm-hmm. right? Where you need like 300 stairs to go down to the beach. Yes. It's yes. pretty much the same thing here. Oh, I hate those things. There are no stairs. <laughs> you cannot go oh down goodness. unless you want to climb down the hill, which is yeah. really eroded away. I went, I went almost down onto the beach one day. I, I really I literally braved climbing down the side of this cliff down to the bottom and it had rained really badly and there was a bad storm so a lot of the bottom part had washed away so i was like if i go down i'm not going to get back up and there's literally nowhere to go when you get down there the turkey vultures are right there they perch on the edge of the cliff and then just soar off and fly around this lighthouse it's a really really cool spot so we go out and we stand on the cliff and you can see the lighthouse out there. And it's just, it's great on a, you know, but it's a, beautiful. Right. And yeah, so it's, it's this really cool old lighthouse. Now, is it haunted? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just think because of the way it looks mm-hmm. and it's got such a really neat old history. It is one of, again, the um, first working lighthouses. Oh, great. In, on the lake. So oh, 1838. Wow. It was built and it was manned until 1933 when they automated it. That's quite a long time. So for yeah, almost 100 years, there was a lighthouse keeper living out there in mm-hmm. the lake on this. It's a tiny little, it's literally the lighthouse. And if the water rises, it comes right up to the base of the building that you would have lived in. So the island is completely submerged in water. It's a big chunk of rock. So it sits on this big chunk of rock. Oh, wow. So over the years, there's been a lot of shipwrecks right nearby it again. And so it has to, I mean, I'm I'm hoping one day to catch someone who will give me a boat ride (laughs) to this location because I want to walk on this island. I want to get out of the boat and I want to step foot on this and, and check out the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm like fading in and out. I'm getting blurry. I'm like, whoo. See, we're talking about ghosts and then weird stuff. It's like the ghost in the machine starts happening starts at my happen house. Up. I don't there see it go. happening at your house.
0: How many times did that happen to us on blog talk when we were oh, doing the podcast? Way too many times. <laughs> and then we thought we heard a voice. Yeah. On... Yes.
1: <laughs> so this lighthouse, I'm not going to purportedly yes. say that it's haunted, but it's no. one of those things where I feel like I'm so drawn to it. Yes, of all the lighthouses that I've seen in my life, and there's been many. Yes. This one, I think it just because it's right now it's unattainable to me. I can't get yep. there, so mm-hmm. I want to get there. But it has a real eerie feeling to it, so I'm hoping to step foot there and and be able to check it out and see because I feel like if you've had people there for a hundred years,
0: oh, there's got to be something
1: in such a in such a yeah. desolate spot you can't get to it and you would have had to at that time row out in a you know in a dory to get there right so you would have had to from the shore row out you would have had to put that boat and that would have been your back and forth you would have had Mm -hmm. to somehow go back and forth to shore for food and 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 water and all of those things i mean i suppose in 1838 you could have just took your water right out of the lake right freshwater lake you probably could have just taken it out and drank it from there but as yeah. we get into the 1930s and then they automate it so the other one that i want to talk about is point avenue i have indeed been into point avenue lighthouse oh you and have i will say that there is definitely somebody there
2: is that, but, is that your crystal beach how long ago were
0: you there how long ago was um, it like not last year, the, the oh, okay, floor. so okay. 2000
1: And what is the year? Is this 21? So 2019. Oh, wow, okay, they shut it down because of COVID, right? So, and this year they say they may open in the summer, but it doesn't look too hopeful at this point. But that's again, it's a private gated community, so you can't you cannot just go there. You can't is you that have a
2: lighthouse that's near Crystal Beach.
1: Um, Point Abino is, yeah, kind of, it's, it's,
2: that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, and it is in a gated community. And so you do have to go in there with the group that runs the lighthouse and looks after it and maintains it. Um, You pay, you get on the shuttle, you go, they do a tour of the lighthouse. It's actually a really great spot. It's the cutest, prettiest, and it's the picture on Facebook. That is Point Avenue Lighthouse. That's my photograph when I was there.
0: I have to take a look. (laughs) It's the
1: most adorable little lighthouse that you've ever seen. It's not a huge lighthouse, but the lighthouse keeper's house originally, um, that was a light boat. That's another really dangerous spot on the lake there. So there was a lot of shipwrecks happening. And on the American side, they were saying, we need some sort of light to help us so we're not crashing our our ships when we're right. trying to get over to the, the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. Um, so they essentially, the first thing they did was send a light boat. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen a light boat. I've no. never heard of that, but that, it but a, that a, sounds pretty
0: fascinating. And it somewhat time, makes sense. It, it makes was, sense, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and this was about the this was around the same time that they built the Mohawk, the Mohawk Bay Lighthouse, about 1830s. Right. Um, they sent this light boat. So think of a sort of 1830s wooden, um, probably about 35-foot boat with literally a light stuck on it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Nobody really man. That's that's a good idea though. It sounds like if that's what they need to guide the men, the ship. Right. And so they, they just affixed the
1: boat with a and that to the the area outside of the rocky shoals and it would float there bobbing around, much like a buoy, right? But it, and it was it was lit up. Now it was a man-made, you had to you had to light the light yeah. because <laughs> it wasn't going to keep itself going. So they would go out every day and light the light and then you know why it would it would burn out and i'm sure that somebody would have had to stay there overnight with it because if the light went out for any reason somebody would have to relight that light there's not too much information on this location but ultimately what happened is that sunk <laughs> so oh, it, it was in a storm and it sunk so they finally the well, we need a lighthouse so they built yeah. this adorable little lighthouse there at Point Ebeneau. And it, it really is so cute. So when you come to this lighthouse, you stop and it's, it's sort of on a, a very treed shoreline. Mm-hmm. And you walk through the trees and you walk down the sand dunes and across the rocks and out to the lighthouse. But you can't always do that. Because weirdly enough, when the lake level rises, the lighthouse is now on its own island. So, the lighthouse keeper's house was built much later on. Originally, they were living in the lighthouse. They built a house which stands beside a beautiful arts and crafts style home um, that the lighthouse keeper would live in. He rigged a line, literally a pulley chair line, from the house to the island. He would get in the chair, pull himself across to the lighthouse wow when it was cut off by the high water that was the only way to get there so that's incredible right now when we were there and we went on the tour we were so lucky there was only like four people (laughs) it's like
0: we just first
1: first tour of the day was like 10 o'clock in the morning and it was a really chilly october day oh right right so like nobody really wanted to go out into the the water and and do this so it was really good there was like four of us um plus the tour guide
0: take the win
1: but we went in and we got to walk around and there's a museum on the main part now of the of the lighthouse but it was really nice because the tour guide had told us where the lighthouse keeper lived and he had an office there and his desk and all of these things And there had been, I think there was 10 lighthouse keepers from the time that it was built until it was retired in 1960. So it essentially in 1960, they stopped using it because they put in um, new buoy lights and new, you know, sort of modernized um, tracking and that for the ships. Right. So there was a there was a better way to let them know, don't go here. (laughs) So I figured it out. But the lighthouse keeper was actually still there until 1996. Wow, that's quite,
0: yeah, that's, that's quite
1: recent. To, when yeah, you think to about run it. The lighthouse for a number of years. Um, oh, wow. Even, even though it wasn't used in the same capacity that it originally was but the interesting thing is is that this is the supposed not this gentleman because this old lighthouse keeper actually lives in my town he's here he moved from oh my goodness And oh. he moved to my to to. world house. um so the previous it's supposed to be i believe the lighthouse keeper that was there until 1960 before they changed hands so he was wow. there for some 15 or 20 years And I was trying to look up his name and I couldn't find it anywhere for the life of me. Like, it was just like, where is his name? I know I wrote it down and I couldn't find it. But this is the gentleman that supposedly haunts the lighthouse. And he's definitely, there is somebody there. I mean, I could feel it and I could feel a presence when I was there. Um, And it was sort of interesting because- You feel a
0: male or a female presence? Oh, male, for
1: sure. Yeah female. No, definitely male, uh, male presence. And especially in the area where I didn't know that there was an office there, there's a desk in there, but it's a museum now, right? So it's kind of set up in a sort of museum-like, and I didn't want to right away, you know, go, yeah, hey, well, um, it's just like sort of help yourself in this space, right? Because, you know, yeah. some people just look at you and go, are you insane? Um, so (laughs) I walked and I looked at the, at the guide and I said to him, I go, is it haunted? And he started to laugh Oh, he he goes, and then he's, he's telling me the story. And I went, oh, well, yes, because I can feel there's this gentleman and he's in this room and he goes, all this used to be his, this was his office. This is where he came and he kept the logs for the lighthouse and all this I'm like, yeah, it's definitely something here. So it was nice that the guide, the person who was doing that, was able to reiterate that. And this is a person who spends a lot of time at this location. So it's not like he's just a rando tour guide, right? He's actually yes. one of the people that's part of the restoration. They restored the, the lighthouse. It's cost them a lot of money to, to restore all privately funded, all restored. Wow. So it's just it's a little location, like it's a really fantastic spot. So maybe you know, when COVID is is all gone, I might be able to approach them and ask if we'd be able to go in and do a an
0: investigation,
1: like even if it was just for
0: a couple of hours. That would be awesome. Be I'd, cool. love yeah. th- I'd love to. I'd love that. But it's a spot. I guarantee you'll get something. I just well, know <laughs> I got something just being there, visiting exactly. And that's where it all starts the minute you sort of sense that presence and once you start getting the paranormal activity uh, investigation started with the equipment then it really sort of starts to heat up i notice and
1: the cool thing about this site also is the fact that you can actually go up the stairs to the next level like it was under restoration at the time but he let us climb up the stairs and stick our head up to the next level where the next set of stairs goes up that so we were able to sort of go up to the the second floor in Mm -hmm. in the lighthouse i think it's about four stories this one it's quite it's quite little like the mohawk bay is a it was a very it was quite a tall lighthouse right that one was quite Mm -hmm. big this one is a little bit it's a little more squat but to me it's just one of the cutest little lighthouses that I've ever seen it's just adorable it reminds me a bit of the one in Peggy's Cove but with way more character because it's it's just it has a real uniqueness to it and I mean you've seen the picture on the book and it just it has such a cool little vibe going on right it's just it feels like a little mini castle Almost. Right? I love
0: those types of places. Yeah, it's a
1: really cool Lots spot. of those
0: in England. <laughs> but,
1: you know, those are a couple of lighthouses that I know, like obviously Gibraltar, the Gibraltar lighthouse there on um, and the Toronto Islands. Um, But I mean, I've been to so many lighthouses in my life, like to the lighthouses in Prince Edward Island and Peggy's Cove and um, there's another couple of really great lighthouses in Massachusetts and Maine that I've been to, um, those ones more as when I was a kid and we used to go down there and vacation and that, but I still remember them. Like, I don't know. I'm really drawn to lighthouses, but then, you know, I'm really drawn to pirates and water and
0: <laughs> the whole thing. Yarg. You know? So, you know, <laughs> yo-ho I have
1: relatives who were pirates what can I say
0: um yeah I know you have a lots of relatives that were lots of things
1: well it's just really interesting though because I yeah. have pirate relatives that people can look up and they're known like George Ross who was Blackbeard's master gunner
0: that's really cool and
1: his voice can be heard through print in the trials of Blackbeard and in the trials of uh Steve Bonnet and my he would be like a great uncle, probably ten or twelve times back, because this is early seventeen hundreds. Um, speak what words. Cool is that? It's actually recorded in history, right? Oh my goodness! In mouth in the court. So that's kind of a really cool moment. That uh, yeah, you know.
0: That's really cool. exciting.
1: Yeah, he was, I mean, he was tied to a post. and. Left yeah, I
0: know them. about your <laughs> Scottish roots. I know about those. And that's kind of the cool thing. I mean, the Ross clan is pretty
1: huge. <laughs> right, you know, pretty massive, but you know, so when I was a kid, we used to travel around to all these places and, um, you know, kind of go and visit where our family was or had been and been up and down the eastern seaboard of the U.S. and I've seen some pretty wild lighthouses. So, England's got some really cool ones, and I mean, you get in the
0: Mediterranean on... too. Um, around yeah. Spain, I've been to Barcelona, and oh, really? I believe, right there, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, italy's got some fantastic lighthouses i think Mm -hmm. um yeah and that it's just gorgeous structures and you just have to appreciate the architecture that went into them you know they're very
1: unique yeah that's
0: it that's what i like about them
1: i'm I'm curious as to you know why some are conical why some are square Why you know they're There just seems to be, you know, some have very wide bases and get really, really super narrow at the top with just a light. Others Mm -hmm. literally have like that, that walk uh, so that you can light the light and you could move around, you could do all those things. So, I mean, there's varying styles and I guess it depends on their, the need for the Mm -hmm. lighthouse, right? What, What was its need? What was its, um, you know, I guess a shorter lighthouse meant that. You didn't have so many obstacles because the Port Abino Lighthouse is quite little, but the Mohawk Bay Lighthouse is quite tall. So Mm. it really would have been able to be seen from probably the U.S. side of Lake Erie, whereas the Port Abino Lighthouse, you probably wouldn't have saw that until you came around by Crystal Beach and by Ridgeway and into that area. So coming from buffalo you would have yeah. seen that one and right? you just
0: don't know the density of the fog either you know and and, and. no and lake erie is very rocky it has a very rocky
1: shoreline and it it's one of the most treacherous of the great lakes i mean it's it's kind of a funny thing because it's the shallowest of it the is great the most lakes. shallowest yeah right oh but right at time it's also got the heaviest um it's got a wicked serious undertow in Lake Erie, um, very dangerous. We lose people there every summer swimming. To unfortunately, they're they're pulled in by this this underground, you know this this underwater. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you would call it a riptide if it was in the ocean, but it's a very serious undertow in in Lake Erie. And people take it for granted because it is such a shallow lake, and you yeah. can walk out for almost a hundred feet in some places, and it's still only up to your waist. Mm-hmm. And then it'll drop off and then you get this undertow that comes through so it's um it's an interesting and it has a lot of shifting sandbars as well which is why these lighthouses were so important and i just want to touch on a brief one um when we do our tours we talk about something called moon cussing do you guys know what moon cussing is no what's that no okay so this is an interesting thing and it happened a lot during the war of 1812 ian (laughs) <laughs> mooncussing so on Lake Erie especially because again at Long point in Lake Erie which juts way out at one point long point was divided into two pieces it had a channel between it and so often what would happen is there's a very there's a very well-known shifting sandbar there mm-hmm. and so moon cussing was something that, pirates used to do the bootleggers did it as well and even into the 1930s here on on the lake um there were fires that were lit as marker fires so much like you would have a lighthouse these were large fires that they would light on the beach to let you know not to sail within this area of long point but pirates because there were pirates on the Great Lakes. I know people don't like to believe it, but anywhere there's water, there's pirates. Pirates. <laughs> um, you know, so there were pirates that used to frequent that area because of the merchant ships coming across from Ohio and all of these places. And they'd have to come across that portion of the lake. And then they would often end up in Port Dover, or they would end up coming up to Port Colburn, different places to, to um, disembark their, their goods. So these pirates would actually go out to the points, a long, long point where the, the morning fires were lit, and they would move them. They would take Oh, them. no, that's also, naughty. They fires. That's naughty. Yes. Yeah. Oh. They would move them somewhere. Oh. Not yep. really
2: I know where this far. is going. Yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. And so, of course, the ships, and it's called moon cussing because uh, you usually. Sailors would use the moon at night as a guide as well, right? So you would sort of get an idea. But on a foggy or dark or rainy night or something, you really relied on these, these fires, these light, these marker fires. And so these pirates would literally move these fires or put them out. All wow. Time. And of course, the ships would end up wrecking on the sandbars and that. And then it was it was like free pickings. Right. So these, these ships would wreck. And often, if anybody survived and these, I mean, we're talking ships here in the 1800s up to approximately 80 to 100 feet in length. They're not big, you know, big Laker ships like we've got now. These are merchant ships sailing back and forth under sail for the most part or possibly steam. But they would wreck. And then, of course, people would bail and get into the lifeboats and try to get to shore and uh, then the pirates would go out and they would raid what was left of the boats and and take everything and the bootleggers used to do this as well in order for them to get away from the MPGs, oh, no. they would put the fires out and or they would oh. light fires in other locations so that when they were being pursued there was a possibility that uh you know the police or whoever was pursuing them at the time the coast guard um, would end up not knowing where they were going now nine times out of ten anybody who's on the lake like a coast guard would pretty much have a good lay of the the land so to speak right yeah
0: they'd know. know
1: but they still used to do it even during the bootlegging like Al Capone when he was running his booze back and forth and when we had Rocco Perry doing the same thing running it these guys were still moon cussing while they were while they were running their liquor even into the 1930s. So this is something too that uh, you know is sort of an interesting thing with the lighthouse because you couldn't really trick anyone with a lighthouse, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> you couldn't move a lighthouse. Exactly. So that that sort of benefited, I think, everyone in terms of of um, you know stopping this this type of um, piracy by, you know, erecting permanent structures as opposed to, you know, light boats or, you know, bonfires on the beach kind of thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, because somebody had to look after those and you would light it and then you'd go away and you might come back a few hours later to put some more wood on it. But at that point, that fire might not even be there anymore because somebody's putting oh, no. a bucket yeah. of sand on it and a bucket of water and there's a
0: fire burning oh, no. you know? 200, 200 feet down the beach somewhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's so funny I, i've never heard of that before i always uh, say that uh, i learn something new every time us. we do the show there's always something that new that comes out and uh, that's a pirate it's moon casting. moon casting. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, fascinating funny. i had no idea i'd never even heard of that but that's great it's a really kind yeah. of
1: interesting and i mean it's not it's not um, just the Great Lakes that it happened on, of course. But it's really prevalent here because for a very long time, those were the only warning fires for ships and boats in the Great Lakes. Because even if you think about it now, there's not a ton of lighthouses along the Great Lakes anymore. And I mean, we have a lighthouse in Southampton on Lake Huron. I know there's a lighthouse on the American side in Michigan. I'm sure there's a yes, few
0: there is, on yeah. the Canadian
1: side. Yeah, um, yeah, those are quite haunted as well in Michigan. Yes, but uh, there's there's Find a lot what. of um, you know they're they're kind of no longer in use per se because now we have buoy markers and buoy lights and
0: GPS and you know
1: <laughs> satellite yeah, no, radar good. and all of these things. It's all
0: different. It's all so different. Yeah, yeah. so
1: it's very different now. But I mean, now you've got the the sonar that can literally tell you, you know, your water—it's too shallow. Um, you know, you shouldn't That's be. Living, but any really seasoned sailor would know the areas in the lakes. Even at that time, even in the early 1800s, even in the 1700s, if you had merchant seamen, um, captains of merchant vessels sailing around the lakes for the most part they would have a pretty good idea of where the these you know um shore fires were or where the lighthouses would be but in heavy fog and it does happen you would have lost complete sight of that so lighthouses were very much needed on the great lakes although so many of them have been decommissioned now but at least they're still here and Rachel, do you know, are the two in Brixham there?
0: Are they still Still used? functional? Good, yeah. Oh, okay. The one at the Brixham Harbor is, is still functional, wow.
2: which is great. It uh, yeah. still runs,
0: and you can't miss it. You can see it uh, all the way from Torquay and Paynton Harbor. I've seen it there too. Oh, wow, that's neat. See, I am sh- not, I'm have yeah, not, not, I'm
1: not, I don't know if I've seen, I think I've seen one functioning lighthouse in all my years. <laughs> just seeing light actually quite fascinating it's yeah. like quite pretty it's like oh look at that, that. In, you can see it in Maine yeah. and in yeah. Scotia actually so I, I've seen a couple actually with the light on you know doing oh. their thing but mm-hmm. so many of them have been decommissioned I mean you know that's kind of sad isn't it yeah growing up you know, like, seven, yeah they, by that point they were they were looking at new I mean, even in the 70s, the, you know, the ships and the big, the Lakers and stuff started to have sonar and, and all of these other capabilities. So the lighthouses, like I say, little Port Avenue was decommissioned in in 1960, even though there was a lighthouse keeper there until much later, it technically wasn't being used by the government of Canada anymore.
0: Right. It was just used so, as a residence yeah. by the person that used
1: um, to work? No, it wasn't because the house was, was on the shore. But I think the lighthouse right. was still privately operated at that point. It just wasn't government operated anymore, right? It wasn't government funded. So, yeah, but kind of a cool thing. So haunted lighthouses, I know there's a bunch of them. And even, you know, what's here's another one little quick tie in for, for our pirate story robert louis stevenson when he wrote treasure island Mm -hmm. his grandfather was a lighthouse keeper oh so so he went to stay with his grandfather a number of times because i think he suffered from asthma but in those days they didn't really know what to call it so but he had breathing issues and so they used to send him up to his grandfather's uh, lighthouse which was up in the i believe it was in the i want to say it was in the orkneys but i think it was in the what was it It might have been the Orkneys or the Isle of Skye or somewhere up that way anyways and so the salt and sea air was supposed to be good for his breathing, but that's where he got the idea to write uh, Treasure Island was while yeah. he was uh, because he got to see, you know, sort of these ships and and all of these things. But um, also too that there's you know there's some stories there that um, tie into some of those haunted lighthouses along there as well, right? So those those uh, little lo- those abject locations in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and even in some of his early scribbles, he was writing things like stories that kind of hinted at. Uh, at some haunted lighthouses. So he was clearly influenced by his time with his grandfather. Right. So kind of a cool thing, but anyway, I guess that's it for today, guys. We're kind yeah, of done.
2: One more quick little oh, notation. Go here.
1: We got okay. so late, So, okay.
2: There's a, uh, there's a lighthouse in Point Reyes, California. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Just
2: north of San Francisco, right on that, that off the number one highway that, that goes up the coast. Okay. And, um, Now, the lighthouse is not haunted, at least that I'm aware of, but there is a ghost story connected to it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because you know that I'm a huge fan of John Carpenter and and his movies. Right. Well, this lighthouse at Point Reyes was the filming location for John Carpenter's film called The Fog, which was a ghost story. So it's an interesting, just cute little cute little tie-in that for, was very the ghost cute
0: <laughs> i love it that's pretty
1: cool though i'm just looking up i'm just looking up i want to see so here's an interesting thing i just found 11 of the most haunted lighthouses in the great lakes oh okay so let's have a look at these since we yeah, all live in the great lakes right rachel yep, let's hear it ontario and yep He lives Lake Ontario. I live Lake Erie. So uh, it says that, of course, it was once the hub for major shipping. We know that. So Big Bay Point Lighthouse, which is in uh, Marquette, Michigan. So that one is purported. Michigan again, yeah. Very, very haunted. Uh, We then have Whitefish Point Lighthouse, which again is at Paradise, uh, Michigan on Lake Superior. Oh, Wow. Okay. So that one's Lake Superior mm-hmm. and, oh, and the other one is Lake Superior as well. So the first two oh, okay. are Lake Superior. So we're going from Lake Superior down, obviously. All right. So let's see what we've got next. Point Iroquois Lighthouse, which is Lake Superior. Apparently Lake Superior has a lot of haunted lighthouses. All right. Let's see. Oh, here's a Wabashans Shoal. That's in Mackinac Straits in Lake Michigan. I've actually seen this lighthouse. I've not been to it, but I've seen it. <laughs> 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 um, so Wagashants. And then there is White River Light Station in Lake Michigan again. And then we have uh, Sulshua Point Lighthouse in Lake Michigan. Mm. Oh, there we go. It's, uh, oh, 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 what happened? Oh, gosh, I just totally lost my place. Hang on, there we go. All right. Mm waiting for my phone to load. There we go. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Whitefish. Okay, so Whitefish Point, um, Point Iroquois, Lake Superior, we did that one, Wau-chance. Uh My phone's taking forever to load. Okay, so Shaw. And then okay, so South Manitou Island, which is in Lake Michigan. These are like busy happening Um, places lots of hauntings uh point of bark in lake huron and that one and these seem to be mostly on the american side so we can assume that there's
0: canadian ones (laughs) seems to be a very common occurrence seems Um, like no one is surprised when you say oh i think that lighthouse might be haunted right
1: (laughs) which is on lake erie on the american side Mm in ohio uh, West Pierhead, which is in Oswego, New York. There we this go.
0: From you, I Oswego. Yeah, that, that's pretty that low About low. an hour or so from you. Yeah, yeah, I'd have hour. to check that out. Yeah, yeah, West Pierhead Lighthouse,
1: it's called. Okay, um, apparently, it about. says that there was a Coast Guard mission in a storm, hurricane strength winds 1942, waves killing six of the eight men on board. So, there's that. Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. Ian, we talked about that, of course. Mm-hmm. Oldest lighthouse in the Great Lakes. Yes, indeed, 1815. And that is all of their lighthouses at this point, but kind of a cool pick of just some yeah. of the Great Lake lice- lighthouses that uh, are available to visit, apparently, when it's not COVID. <laughs> so getting there. <laughs> We are all done. I just want to check the date for our next show because I said that we're going to once a month now. So let's just pull up the calendar.
0: That and be... let's see what
1: is the first Wednesday in May. Wow, May already. Holy moly. Gosh,
0: I'm not ready for all this. Uh,
1: first Wednesday <laughs> in May would be the 5th. May the 5th. Okay. So what do we want to do as a show topic? Anybody got any ideas?
2: We've certainly got time to figure it out
1: <laughs> no, so we have. i want to i want to i want to throw one out there because i actually haven't put one out there for a while so i've got what about haunted mines yeah.
0: haunted, yes okay
1: yes. i like it sounds In good locations that are purported to be haunted yeah I'm sure you plenty of those. I
2: already know where I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I got some things in mind. Make sure you let
0: Rachel and I know so that all three of us don't come back with the same mind going, (laughs) I'll do some digging. Pardon the (laughs) (laughs) pun.
1: Yeah. That's like doing haunted cemeteries. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, all right everyone well thanks again for tuning it's in great. down the rabbit hole where you know we we take our paranormal stuff seriously we just don't take ourselves yeah. seriously.
2: <laughs> <I agree.
1: laughs> life's too short it is definitely but uh yeah we will see you on may the 5th and uh we will be doing haunted minds Woo. interesting
0: hey all right guys Hi, everyone bye take everybody care. take care everybody. thanks for listening thanks for watching
1: thanks. Bye. bye be safe everybody yes stay safe
0: this has been a presentation, been a presentation of mrs mooney's half penny threadfuls. penny threadfuls find out more, find more at halfpennythreadfuls.com